welcome once again to Sales Pipeline. So grab your board, jump in the waves, the water's fine. With Matt Hines from Hines Marketing. How we doing, Paul? Good. I didn't have a superlative today. I got to go better. look at my thesaurus. It works source. better that way. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks very much. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Sales Pipeline Radio. Excited to be here for another great week. Uh, we've spent a lot, of, lot of time on the show talking about sales, as you might expect, for a show called Sales Pipeline Radio. Uh, today, we're going to definitely go on the marketing side, and we're going to go deep on the technology side. Uh, very excited to have uh, someone who uh, is very close to Heinz Marketing. So close, he literally sits like 15 feet away from me uh, when I'm in the office. We, I'm excited. To have Brian Hansford here, who is the who runs our marketing technology practice, been with us for uh, literally over four years now. It was exactly four years on Monday. On Monday, on Monday, yeah. So it was exactly four years on Monday, and then uh, so uh, over four years. So excited, Brian, to have you on the show. Thanks so much, Matt. Glad to be here. Honored you asked me. Yeah. So. Um, you know, uh, let's start with just the overall landscape. Uh, let's start with the overall landscape. I think that uh, it's easy to look at uh, Scott Brinker's landscape and say, like, boy, there are so many more companies in this space. And I think many marketers look at that and get very quickly intimidated by the choices they have. Um, you know, how do you recommend, like you talk to a lot of people, a lot of clients when it comes to their technology decisions, their strategy. It seems almost like it's counterproductive to look at that list versus coming up with the strategy based on your objectives first. How do you help clients think about that? Yeah, I it, I absolutely agree. Um, if you look at a chart like that, um, it could be incredibly uh, overwhelming and very confusing, and you know it could probably freeze people up. So I think the best way to start is to actually assess your current state. What are you currently um, using? What tools? What workflow? What data are you currently working with? What people do you have in place? Just assess the current state and understand what your objectives are. You know, what are the revenue objectives? What are the customer engagement engagement objectives that you have? Um, and use that as a starting point. Don't think about the technology first. You want to think about the business side of it first. Understand exactly what you're trying to accomplish. And then from that point, you can begin mapping, you know, some ideas and building the initial, uh, you know, the straw man of a strategy on how you can uh, uh, implement um, or design a, a technology infrastructure to support that. Uh, talking here with Brian Hansford, who's a marketing technology practice lead for, for Heinz Marketing. And uh, we were both down at the Marketo conference uh, here a few weeks ago. And, you know, lots of great tools on the show floor, lots of things going on. And I think it became very clear as you talk to people that were there, a lot of people that were there from various companies. Um, this is intimidating. And I think too often it's easy to let the tail wag the dog, right, where you find interesting technology and then you sort of you, you get excited and you buy it and you try to implement it. But it may not be the most important tool that you need. So talk a little about selection and, and sort of the sort of any any points of uh, criteria people should be using there. Yeah, I think one of the most important things is keep it simple um, to start with. You want to make sure that you have good utilization of your CRM system, whether or not that's Salesforce, whether or not that's Microsoft Dynamics CRM. Just have good utilization of that. That's most likely going to be your system of record and then a marketing automation platform and from there you know look at what are the supporting technologies that would help you number one meet your objectives um, would support the data collection
collection, the data analysis um, that would help you with targeting customers, um, and then you know what what uh, how would you select specific technologies um, that would plug into that infrastructure? You don't want to select technology or niche solutions just for the sake of you know a shiny object. You want to make sure that it all ties together because ultimately, if you start buying these niche platforms, it's going to turn into a ball of gum, and it's just going to be a mess, and it's going to be really hard to measure success and keep things very well coordinated and measure uh, what's going on. Yeah, I agree with that. Hey, if you want to learn more about Brian and some of what he writes about, he's uh, he's prolific on the Twitter. He's at remarketmarketing.com. That's R-E-Market. Or sorry, no, I got that wrong. Damn, my goodness. Uh, it's an old Twitter handle. It's terrible branding. Wow. It's Remark Marketing. So it's at Remark Marketing. So I almost had that right. Just went for the markets. Kept going markets. So yeah, Remark Marketing is the alias. Definitely make sure you follow Brian up there. Uh, he writes pretty significantly for our blog. He writes for his own blog on LinkedIn, and he's retweeting and, and carrying a ton of great Martech features. Uh, so uh, definitely check him out there. You know, you know, Brian. I think the a lot of you know people that are doing marketing technology are also trying to figure out. You know how to integrate that in with things that marketers are already trying to do, and then also on the sales side, trying to figure out how Martech and sales tech integrates together, and in particular, how that makes a sales team more efficient. How how, do, how should companies and individuals think about not only just integration of marketing and sales technology, but also how to prioritize based on you know, helping those sales teams increase their active selling time? Yeah, I I think number one, uh, it's really easy to think that technology will all of a sudden create this beautiful bridge between marketing and sales, number one. Um, I think technology, marketing technology in particular, is a great enabler and it will help sales organizations or sales teams be even more successful um, in working with customers and driving revenue. Um, but I think it's important to have, you know, d- to do the heavy lifting around designing the workflows. Um, and understanding, uh, having common definitions around everything as simple as what is a qualified lead? What is an opportunity? Um, what happens when something is disqualified? How is data flowing back and forth? When you see some data that or a record that comes across from a marketing automation platform into Salesforce, into your lead queue in CRM, what does that mean? What is, you know, what, what are, uh, what, what can sales expect from marketing? What can marketing expect from sales? Those, you know, a lot of those steps don't really require technology. It's understanding how the teams work together up front and then the technology should enable that process. We're talking with Brian Hansford, head of marketing technology for Heinz Marketing, and uh, one of the things I've learned a lot from Brian about, you know, when it comes to MarTech, and you know, we've had plenty of fun discussions about even kind of proposals for clients about things that can be done quickly and quick wins, and we can quickly build things. And Brian has done a great job of sort of teaching me that like not everything can be done that quickly, and sometimes that's for good reason. Um, you know, talk a little bit about the need for process and systems when it comes to marketing technology, and I think it's lot it's. You know, it's not about getting things quickly to, as quick to market as possible. Sometimes if you understand what works and you want to create a repeatable, scalable, predictable system that's going to drive, you know, revenue and drive business moving forward, you know, you kind of you just there's there's no substitute for doing the planning and doing the system setup and the process work that sometimes takes time, but it certainly pay, pays off, you know, in the short term as well as the long term. 
I don't know how many times I've had organizations that will spend thousands of dollars investing in a very powerful marketing automation platform and maybe some other complementary technologies, and they fall back on just doing batch and blast email sends. And so what they have is a very overpowered email marketing system, and all they're doing is batch and blast email sends. Whereas if they were to take that extra bit of time and even come up with some ideas for some initial sprint campaigns that had some basic workflows – um, you know, when you have a certain number of touches with email, um, uh, with, you know, what sort of interactions can you expect? What happens with certain interactions? What you do with those? How would you process those with sales? Keep it simple up front and then learn from that. But just going right into, you know, execution. What, there are a couple things that's going to happen. First off, you're going to fall back on the old habits and, um, that, or secondly, you're going to, uh, significantly underutilize your tools and then you'll be in worse shape than before you even invested in any of those platforms. You know, before we head to, head to commercial here in a second, you know, it's interesting to think about some of the other companies that are doing this really well. We get this question a lot, like what companies are doing a really nice job with marketing technology? And it's not about having the biggest technology stack. It's about sort of having, I think, sometimes the stack that helps sales and marketing professionals do the best work. Who are some of the companies that you think are particularly doing a nice job with MarTech and, and why? Yeah, I, I think there's a few companies that come to mind. I mean, probably the, the number one company and one of the best leaders, I think, out there um, with marketing technology in general is Megan Eisenberg. Um, she built an incredible uh, operation at DocuSign, and, and she's taken that with her to, over to MongoDB. Just learning how she has architected a stack workflow and driven that to drive results, um, I learn a ton from her. Um, she she's just a fantastic leader, very smart. That's that's you know that's an optimal situation. Uh, I think there are companies like Concur, um, that's uh, a, an SAP company that's headquartered in um, Bellevue, and then there's another company in Seattle that does fantastic work. That's Tableau. They have a very efficient marketing operations um, uh, environment that aligns with their objectives and how their customers engage. They make smart decisions on the right technologies to use, how to manage their data, the content that they produce, and how to engage with sales. Um, so they're very... Uh, very good models to follow. And then, you know, there are just a lot of companies that are trying to figure this out. We're all trying to figure this out. There's no black and white uh, picture-perfect blueprint on this. So there's a lot going on, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of learnings that are going on. And, and I'm learning something new every day with this. It's awesome. If you want to read more stuff from Brian, uh, especially related to MarTech, definitely check out the Heinz Marketing blog. You'll find a lot of great pieces he's written there on a variety of different topics, everything from marketing automation to predictive marketing to attribution. Uh, Brian is a regular on the uh, MarTech experts to watch lists uh, and published one of his own, actually, just a couple months, it was last month, uh, published a list of the top 30 most influential women in B2B marketing technology. Certainly has Megan Eisenberg on that list, but a lot of other really interesting people uh, that are worth following. And I think it, not only people that are doing the work and, uh, and, uh, talk, and walking the walk, but also, you know, um, more broadly, people like Scott Brinker, uh, you know, and others that are doing a lot of really interesting thinking around MarTech and have some great things. We've got Brian Hansford here who runs our uh, marketing 
Marketing Technology Practice at Heinz Marketing. We're going to be back. We'll talk a little more with Brian, talk about what's coming up in the next few episodes of the show. You've been listening to Sales Pipeline Radio. You are under the gun to generate revenue. You need your pipeline full with real deals to make your number. The Vanilla Group is the only firm that delivers telebased lead generation programs exclusively for enterprise technology providers that get you there. The Vanilla Group achieves results five times higher than industry standards for outbound lead generation year after year. By utilizing their unique telesales 2.0 methodology, they make sure you're in front of the key influencers you need to be. They are an award-winning company and results are unsurpassed. The Vanilla Group supports tech firms from Fortune 500 companies to startups. To learn more, visit vanillagroup.com, spelled V-A-N-E-L-L-A group.com, or call 888-335-0340. That's 888-335-0340. Follow us on Twitter at Vanilla Group. You know, in a world where the speed of innovation and change in B2B marketing has never been greater, the only thing bigger is the need for clarity, for a blueprint, for a guide to what's really working and how to make it apply specifically to increase sales pipeline growth, velocity, and conversion. That's what you'll find in the Modern Marketer's Field Guide, something you should have in your back pocket right now. If you don't, you can download it for free at HeinzMarketing.com. That's H-E-I-N-Z Marketing.com. It encompasses the entire sales and marketing pipeline, but in quick bursts with lots of specific, actionable ideas and strategies and tactics you can put to work right away, like today. The loaded table of contents helps you narrow in and tackle a problem. Some, maybe something you're looking at right now on your desk, right in front of you as you're listening to this. It's also there as a resource that you can come back when you need something new to inspire you, to open your eyes, to give you some task or idea to do next. It's all that and more, and it's waiting for you free. The Modern Marketer's Field Guide at HeinzMarketing.com. That's H-E-I-N-Z Marketing. Dot com. All right, back to Matt Hines and his discussion about marketing. Oh, thank you, Paul. Well, thanks, everyone, again, for joining us. It's really exciting uh, to continue to see our listener numbers grow. Thanks so much for joining us, whether you are listening live on SLMR Radio or if you're listening to us on the podcast. You can definitely download every episode of Sales Pipeline Radio either on the uh, iTunes Store or Google Play. Also, check out SalesPipelineRadio.com. You can get all past episodes with some of our great guests that we've had. Uh, if you're interested in hearing a replay of our conversation with Brian Hansford, today it'll be up there in its all its full glory and we'll have a transcript of the conversation on the blog at heinzmarketing.com as well have some really great guests coming up over the next couple weeks next week we're featuring cedric hill uh who has written a new book called expert selling a blueprint to accelerate sales excellence a great speaker lots of great ideas high energy uh some really good things i think if you're in sales or work with sales you're going to want to hear that uh as we head into july we've got some great guests we've got arden cleese i've mentioned her before her new book is called spinach in your boss's teeth she is an expert in business etiquette, which is important in all different kind of business formats. Uh, you know, not just you know if you're in front of people, but if you have inside salespeople, I highly recommend you listen to Arden. Uh, Arden, she just got some great stuff. Uh, and a couple weeks after that, we're gonna have Joe Chernoff, who runs uh, marketing at Insight Squared, has been in the marketing industry for a long, long time. And you know, Brian, definitely another guy who's very, uh, very big into Martech and does a lot of great stuff. Uh, with mark with their marketo instance and other tools that they have, you know, who are some of the other people that you learn from and that you listen to? Who are the whether it's blog?
bloggers or writers or practitioners. You know, you mentioned Megan Eisenberg, uh, and I mentioned you know I mentioned um, Scott Brinker before. Like, who are some of the people that you're watching on a regular basis? Oh man, so there's so many, but um, and actually, one uh, a great list to look at is uh, something that integrate just published yesterday, there's a top 40 demand generation marketers that was listed. And I would say that from a MarTech perspective, uh, the majority of the people on that list that um, Integrate published um, is, are fantastic to follow and learn from. I would say about 90% of them are active on social. Um, but folks, folks that I learn from um, continually, uh, guys like Alex Shapillo, Shapillo um, with Influitive, um, the Vidyard marketing team, um, all of those guys at Vidyard are fantastic. They publish fantastic content. Um, Adam at Lean Data is um, he's a master at what he does. Are folks like Josh Hill, who is a uh, a Marketo wizard, Ed Runthank, who's a Marketo wizard as well. But not only on the technology side, they also have a very keen understanding of business process. Um, so you know, there's there's a number of individuals that I follow, and then there's some great people like uh, Kristen Connell, uh, Marilyn Cox, Megan Eisenberg, who's who I've mentioned previously, Cake and Ast. Um, a lot of the people that I've actually published lists on are people that I actively follow. So those are, those are all uh, individuals that I learn from. One of the things I really enjoy is they love to share information, and you know it's a collaborative almost community because we're all trying to figure this out and learn as we're going. And I think that's really interesting and and, and uh, it's something I really enjoy. Yeah, what I love about the list that you gave is, I mean, there's some people there that have some fairly high profiles, uh, but there's a lot of people that are just in the trenches doing the work. And I think that you know that top 40 list from Integrate that was published yesterday. You can go to integrate.com and you know look for that. You'll probably see it up at the top of their top of their blog. I mean, there's a lot of people on that list that are doing nothing to make a name for themselves. Don't could care less about it, but are just in the trenches doing really good work. Um, and what I love about a lot of those folks and the, you know, a lot of the people Brian mentioned is they share the best practices, but they're also pretty open in the MarTech community at sharing the worst practices, the things they have tried that haven't worked. Um, and I think there's an awful lot of pitfalls for people that are both new to MarTech and those that are experienced that we certainly don't need to repeat if other people have fallen on their sword on that in the past. What are some, and again, like, let's, so let's go down that path. I mean, we talk a lot about things you should do. You laid out a nice blueprint and sort of guideline for things to focus on, uh, guideposts as you build a MarTech strategy. What are some of the pitfalls? What are some of the worst practices? What are things that people should avoid uh, as they navigate the MarTech waters? Yeah, I, I think there's two things um, that always come to mind whenever um, I'm either talking with folks or uh, even working with our clients. There are two two elements that fuel a marketing technology initiative and, and ultimately help you drive revenue. And one of them, the most important piece, I think, is data. If you have crappy data, you're going to have even worse results. And then the second is content. Um, if you don't have content that resonates with your audience at wherever they are with any sort of a decision-making process, you're going to fall flat. You don't have anything to engage your audience with. Um, but, you know, the data side, um, even with all of these fantastic tools that we have and these platforms, data continues to be the number one issue I see that, that organizations struggle with. It, they either ignore it um, and just deal with very poor data in their database systems, 
or they don't know how to handle it. They don't know how to manage it and keep it maintained and help them with the segmentation and the targeting and who they're trying to reach, uh, why they would want to reach somebody with certain information. If you don't have that taken care of, you're just going to fall flat. So that that's hugely important, and I think it's an area that's overlooked. And then content, um, we all know this. We've talked about this for years, right? But it's um, I, I still see organizations that struggle with content and reaching an audience with the right content, right time, um, targeting the right people with the right content. Um, and it's it's just, ter- you know, it, you, you're going to fall flat. You're not going to get any results. You could have the best marketing technology infrastructure in the world, but if you have terrible data and poor content, you're going to fall flat. Talking here on Sales Pipeline Radio today with Brian Hansford, who's the marketing technology practice lead for Heinz Marketing, has been in the MarTech space for a very long time. In the you know, as MarTech goes, it doesn't go that far back, but Brian was Brian's been there and been there, been there and doing that. Definitely encourage you to follow him on Twitter. He's at Remark. Marketing.com. I think I got that right yeah, this time. Right this nice. Time. <laughs> All right. Second time charm. Remarkmarketing.com. Also highly encouraged. Check him out on LinkedIn. Um, if you send him a request, definitely make sure it's personalized. But uh, he's, he publishes a lot of great stuff um, on LinkedIn. Uh, that's definitely worth checking out. You see, moving forward, I mean, I think, you know, the, the, the landscape continues to grow. More and more companies are entering the space. It's not getting any less intimidating. But, you know, in terms of focus areas, you know, you've talked in the past about certain pillars, things that you think are more important. I mean, I certainly hear when I when I ask, when, I, when I, you sort of ask people about, like, what are their primary needs around marketing? I hear attribution come up all the time. Uh, what are a couple things that you see as whether you're, someone's working in MarTech or not, even if they're not a MarTech, you know, uh, sort of a person who's doing it day to day for people that are impacted or have to manage marketing technology, what should they be looking looking for in the months and quarters ahead? I'm a big fan of attribution um, and not because I want to measure all things just for the sake of measuring, but I want to be able to measure what works and what doesn't and understand what has the best impact um, and cumulatively when you have all kinds of touches over a long period of time. All of those touches are going to help drive some revenue. How do you measure those all together? Um, so I think attribution tools and platforms are incredibly important. I think um, there's also analytics platforms that or tools that can help with um, helping organizations focus their selling efforts. So if that means some predictive tools, um, that's great. Uh, we've all heard a ton around account-based marketing, uh, or you know maybe tools like or companies like Engageo calling it account-based everything. I love this model. It's not new, but we have some technology that is enabling it. We're better able to focus our efforts on targeting different people within an organization, right message, right time, um, to to help drive a uh, a purchase decision. Um, so I think that's fantastic, um, and I'm very excited about that. And some of the re- results we're actually seeing with different tools with clients are very encouraging. But I also think, you know, there's going to be some pullback, actually. I th- uh, I'm, I'm seeing some things where I think the marketing technology landscape has been so – it's grown so rapidly, and then we're getting so many niche solutions going on that uh, I think CMOs and, and marketing departments are like, okay, where can we just really focus on this core stack 
to help us be very effective and also prove or measure what we're being effective with. Those are the few a few areas that I'm looking at right now that I'm, I think are really interesting. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. And the one thing I think I heard you mention a few different times in a few different ways is to be uh, intentional and deliberate about building your MarTech stack. I think it's, sometimes it's really easy to go buy a new solution and get bright, shiny object syndrome when you go onto the Marketo floor, the Dreamforce floor. But to be intentional about what problems you're solving, where are the bottlenecks in your sales and marketing process, be deliberate in terms of selecting and then rolling out that technology. Make sure that it's something that you effectively roll out, that people know how to use, that people are actively using. Uh, and then one other thing that we're starting to see, I mean, now that the MarTech space is maturing more, you know, we're starting to see more people ask for and come to us for what essentially is a marketing technology audit. Right, where they're saying, you know, hey, we're not really sure what we should be using, but we're also not sure whether we're using the stuff that we have. Um, you know, a, a tool that was kind of novel a couple of years ago, maybe something that is table stakes, and you actually are now buying five times over. So understanding what you have, what you need, uh, what is going to be important for you moving forward can help make your overall MarTech more effective, more efficient, easier to manage, uh, and all, all of those things. So, uh, well, I want to thank Brian Hansford uh, for joining us today. A little bit on short notice. Appreciate it. I know you've got, it's got a crazy busy day. Uh, it's probably partly my fault. Uh, Brian is the marketing technology director for Heinz Marketing. Definitely uh, hit him up on Twitter, remarkmarketing.com. He is a font of knowledge around MarTech and all things B2B marketing. Um, join us next week. As I mentioned, we're going to be uh, featuring Cedric Hill, who is the author of Expert Selling, a Blueprint to Accelerate Sales Success. If you want to hear more from Brian and want to hear more from this uh, conversation, he had a lot of great uh, insights, a lot of great blueprint for how to think about MarTech. You'll get a replay of this event on salespipelineradio.com. Download every episode on the podcast at uh, iTunes or the Google Play. You'll see I have a transcript. All of our episodes up on HeinzMarketing.com you can check out. Thanks again for joining us, everyone. Appreciate you being here. We'll see you next week. This has been Sales Pipeline Radio. You've been riding the surf with Matt Hines from Hines Marketing and the Sales Pipeline.